Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. All right, good morning and welcome to the Leadership Equipping uh, Kingdom, yes, the other way around, Kingdom Leadership Equipping. <laughs> Wherever we are. Leadership Equipping. Well, it's supposed to be Leadership Equipping in the Kingdom, but That's uh, true. Um, this is uh, KLE Podcast, Kingdom Leadership Equipping, um, Facebook group, KLE Podcast page, we're out there. And this is our finally back to Friday conversation. Somebody said to me yesterday, um, maybe you shouldn't call it Friday conversation anymore because it's Friday conversation on Sunday. But it was just purely because of um, internet situation. Yeah, it's surprising, Steve, is that the guys in England and South Africa have better internet than us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ours is like a third world country yeah, thing. I mean, it's I amazing. Yeah. They've got, they got fiber optic, which is so fast you know it's just like right it doesn't matter how many devices you have on it and yeah we you know comcast oh. we're still struggling to to sort of make end meet but anyway uh, be that as it may not complaining not complaining just you know, just an observation so welcome no again. no no i i hear you not complaining Yes, you, you, that's that's what I said. Is like, I hear you're not complaining. <laughs> complaining. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, just giving a reason, justification for our change of um, scheduled appointments. But here we are back on a Friday, so it's great to be with you again. And you can catch us then, um, whether it's on the podcast or here live on our recording, not live, but on our rec video recording, um, anywhere. So uh, KLE, just as an introduction, sorry, uh, is on um, Google Podcast. It is on Spotify and various other platforms. I think there's seven or eight platforms that we are available on. And of course, on anchor.fm. So if you want to watch that. All right. So and welcome again to my co-host um, is Steve Visit all the way from a very sunny Texas Marshall. <laughs> Actually, it is sunny. It's just snowy and cold. <laughs> I see and cold. And of course, Pennsylvania, as usual, is, um, except for the odd day that we have sunny, is um, gray and snowing and icy and wet and icy rain. And we've got the whole package going on that wow. moment. So, uh, you know what? We've had, we've had snow laying on the ground now for, I don't know, maybe four weeks already. It just doesn't melt because it's just so cold you know it's been so cold. right um but anyway it's it's great i suppose um, not for an african i'm looking for somewhere nice and warm to go and visit uh, <clears throat> all right steve so um in our pre discussion earlier oops can't do that um you cannot minimize when you are recording I think. um yeah so in our discussion i was thinking about this and that we should talk about who the real enemy is. I think we we did touch on this a couple of uh, months ago. I can't remember. But in uh, Ephesians chapter 2 um, and in the Amplified Version, verse 1 and 2, he says, And you he made alive when you were spiritually dead and separated from him because of your transgressions and sins, 
in which you once walked, you were following the ways of this world, influenced by this present age or this present culture, in accordance with the prince of the power of the air, Satan, the spirit who is now at work in the disobedient, the unbelieving of fight against the purposes of God. Among these unbelievers, we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, our behavior governed by the flesh, the flesh indulging the desires of the human nature without the Holy Spirit and the impulses of the sinful mind. We were by nature children under the sentence of God's wrath, just like the rest of mankind. And then he goes on, of course, to say, but God being so rich in mercy because of his great and wonderful love with which he loved us, Suppose I better leave something positive here. Even when we were <laughs> dead and separated from him because of our sins, he made us spiritually alive together with Christ. For by his grace, his undeserved favor and mercy, we have been saved from God's judgment. So that's all from the Amplified Version. But the thing we've, I thought we can focus on is that we, um, the prince of the power of the air working in the sons of disobedience. Right. And uh, and we were by children, um, by nature, children of wrath. Of course, it also talks about in Colossians that um, God translated us out of the out of the um, tyranny of the domain and the reign of darkness, Satan himself, into the kingdom of the Son of His love, into the kingdom of light. So we have been transferred, but I think, and again, it's a battle for the mind. It's, it's just, we, we, we seem to get to this all the time because I, I've realized very clearly that this is the factor right here that, that decides where I live because it's the paradigm, it's the mindset. And Jesus made it very clear. You either have the mindset of the world or you have the mindset of the kingdom. And when he talks about the kingdom, he talks about change because the kingdom of heaven is here. So where our influence—that's what the devil does. He influences our mindset. Of course, if we're not saved, you're not saved. I mean, right. it's like you are a child of wrath. You know, you are separated from God spiritually, and therefore you have the 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 the, the nature of Satan. But um, but I think some people are have been translated, but yet they still have a mindset of the kingdom of darkness. Right. Yeah. The, the, the trouble is, it says, receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save, save your soul. We don't realize that we're born again instantaneously. But like Paul says, I would above all things, I would that you be preserved spirit, soul, and body. All three, not yeah. just not just your spirit man born again, right. you know, so you go to heaven. So um, it says, receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save or seal, preserve, make whole your soul. And to get that soul man into the place where we're actually, we're actually coming under or filtering everything through Christ is a tough process. I mean, it's a process. You can't you don't just instantaneously, that doesn't just happen. And so to renew our mind with the washing of the water, the word, 
is is really a tough process. I mean, it takes it takes a long time for a river or a stream to cut a to cut oh. a gorge through a mountain. Right. You know, it just it just takes a while. So uh, to wash to wash your mind with the water of the word to renew it uh, to change that mindset to change that whole uh, way of thinking because like we were talking about earlier. Um, you know, the, the, we see everything through a certain filter. It doesn't matter what that filter is right now at this point. The fact is each one of us have a filter yeah. and we see everything through that filter. Um, um, for instance, if I, uh, if I think that everybody's out to get me, that filter is over everything that I see that I read uh, I mean, all of a sudden now I'm a victim in every single area of my life because that's all I see. So my mind really does have a lot to do with it. As a man thinketh in his heart. Yeah, so is he. So anyway, that that's just... Heart there is mind. It's not, it's, not, um, it's not spirit, it's mind. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But man thinketh in mind. So right, he... right. Yeah, because the heart, the heart at that point is not, uh, when it says that, that what I want you to do is, is separate or, or the spirit, the word of God is a quick and powerful, sharpening to a sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit. So the only thing that can distinguish, the only thing that can make that distinction between what is just your thinking your stinking thinking and what is the kingdom of God or how he thinks, how he feels is the word of God. And, and it's not necessarily just what the scripture saith. It's what, what, how does God think? What is his, what is his motive? What is his heart? How does, how is it? He processes things. Uh, when he said, let there be, there must've been a reason behind all that. So what is his rationale for everything that he does? And uh, the whole thing about race, you know, we were talking about that earlier. The whole thing about race is just Morgan Freeman said, <laughs> Morgan Freeman may not be a spiritual man. You know, he's just an actor. But yet he said something so profound. He says, if you want racism to go away, stop talking about it. Yeah. Stop putting it in the forefront of your mind in everything that you're looking at. He says, you're just looking at everything as though it's a race issue. He says, it's not. He says, you're a human being, I'm a human being. Why can't we be humans together? And, uh, you know, even the word of God says that that we are one race, you know, you you and I, I mean, we're all a, a race, a new race under Christ. So why can't we fight for that race? Why can't we fight for that people? Why can't we, instead of saying, well, I'm, I'm Chinese, I'm Indian, I'm, I'm whatever. And we begin to identify once again with the natural things, that which has begun in the spirit, are you now gonna complete it in the flesh? You can't, you can't perfect what God is doing in the flesh. You can't do it. So somehow we, we're gonna have to renew our mind. Well, we don't have to do anything, but I mean, somehow the Lord is renewing our mind into that area. We do. We have a responsibility. The Bible, you know, Paul clearly says, "Don't don't be conformed to this world." And I think that's, right. you know, or or fit into this state or the or the um, 
or the standard of this world or into the mold of this world. Don't be conformed and fit into that. Right. Conformity, you know, that's what that's what the, 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 the systems of the kingdoms of this world want to do is conform you. And right. and that's why, you know, Jesus made it clear, I'm thrusting you back into the system, but you're not of the system. Right. You're in the system, right. but you're not of the system. I know I'm changing the words a little bit. But the word world, there is cosmos, you know, I'm right. trusting. Which is system. Yeah, yeah, it means world system or the exactly. way it operates. World system. So and and the prince of the power of the air is the prince of that world system. Exactly. Now, that's where we're coming to is like, who's the real enemy here? You know, we, right. we fight narratives. We try and, and fight each other. We try and um, and we, we create divisions amongst each other. Instead right. of instead of realizing that where is the influence coming from that comes right. out of the kingdoms of this cosmos system, you know, right. out, out, out of the system comes this cultural thinking that gives an expression through certain a certain message, and it keeps everybody in bondage to that. And we've got to recognize, Paul says, we do not wrestle against and the word there is is to to have hand-to-hand -hand combat is right. that we can't have hand-to-hand -hand combat with flesh and blood in other words with mm. people with humans with right with, you know uh yeah with others is <laughs> like you we wrestle against principalities powers rulers of the darkness spiritual wickedness in hard places but that but yet that's what he tries to get us to do is to continue the fight in the flesh or continue the fight against humans. Uh, it's same, especially, uh, and I know I'm getting into a different, I'm popping open a different can here of a different color, but um, especially in husband and wife relationships, we think it's the problem with our spouse. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. There's something behind it. Yeah. So you're not, you're not supposed to be wrestling with your, spouse we have a higher divorce rate among christians than we do in the world it's crazy when we are supposed to show or demonstrate christ in the church well if we're to demonstrate that if people are to look at our lives and see that more than likely we're seeing what christ in the church is like right now there's a there's a very high divorce rate in our hearts against christ so therefore if we're looking at that, the mystery of marriage, then we then we probably see the state of the church in Christ. And I'm not just talking about, you know, the I'm talking about people as a whole, as the church, how we've done how we've done to our husband Christ. Well, and the, you see, if, if I'm looking here at another translation of Ephesians uh, two two, and it says if, um, and that's not. Doing ballet to you know it's <laughs> yeah. I'm getting as bad as you now, you see. Um, it wasn't that long ago that you lived in, listen to this, in the religion, customs, and values of this world. Wow. The dark ruler of the earthly realm who fills the atmosphere with his authority and works diligently in the hearts of those who are disobedient to the truth of God. I mean, you know. <laughs> How that, that is so succinctly communicated. It's just you lived in the religion, customs, and values of this world, obeying the dark ruler of the earth. Right. 
earthly, earthly realm who fills the atmosphere with his authority and works diligently right. in the hearts of those. And I, I would venture to say not just diligently in the hearts, he works diligently in the atmosphere because he's the prince of the power of the air. And the word right. air is right. So he's the prince of the power of the air that has rulership in a sense in people's lives who have right. not yet come into this new race of, of being new creatures in Christ. And yet, even when they do, that's the responsibility that we have is that we have a responsibility to be transformed because do not be conformed to this world which where we started, but be he transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. The word prove there, it means that you, you live out the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So uh, every day in our life, if you, want to, if you want to know what the will of God is for your life, what you've got to do is be transformed by the renewing right. of your mind. Right. And you and I talk a lot about filters and, and how we see things, uh, the paradigms, everything else. Um, but when you think about Prince of the Power of the Air, if I say something to you, what does that, what does that, how does that, how is that voice transferred? It's by vibrations in the air that hit your ear. And then it, it's, you pick it up and you translate that. It's translated into words. So what happens is, is the prince of the power of the air comes in and all he has to do is stick his finger in the middle of that and stir it around a little bit. And by the time it reaches your air, your ear, it, it sounds totally different than what my heart even intended. And, uh, or maybe, maybe it was my intent, but you know, what he does is he stirs it up. He always, he's like a tornado. He comes in and just, just stirs it up. And that's the thing that gets me is that, uh, you know, especially in relationships, I can say one thing and you hear something completely different. And my intent isn't even that that way because that prince of the power of the air has come in and just messed with it already. But you see, Steve, that's where we've got to realize is that we actually do live um, a certain religious format. That's why we try and break away from it. But we've got customs, we've got values, we have norms and behaviors that we've learned within the culture of our city. That's true. Now, what happens is, and that's when Jesus said, repent, means change. It doesn't mean fall down, cry. Uh, no, right. That's a different word. The word there, metanoia, is change. Right. Change thinking, metanoia, because the kingdom of heaven is here. Right. So Jesus also said, it shall not be so among you, when he was talking right. about their leadership. And the thing is, is that, we still embrace our culture. Right. Um, so whether it's South African culture or a American culture or these different cultures within, within the American scenario, or whether it's a Japanese, Chinese, English culture, we, we do not change to a kingdom culture. Right. And what happens is we try and... And that's where religion comes in, because we try and assimilate Christ into our culture, into our culture. Right. So 
um, my challenge always was when I was teaching in, in Africa or in Malawi, I would say to them, what comes first, Genesis or your culture? Because they would say to me, well, it's not our culture to do it like that. And I said, what is first, Genesis or culture? Right. Culture. Genesis, Genesis chapter one was God's culture. It was kingdom culture. It was God's right. mandate to Adam, Adam as the human race to do something. But what we've done is now we filter all of that through our present culture. And right. so what happens is we, we express that culture. So we take a truth and we, we interpret it through our culture. We express right. or communicate it through our culture. And then what happens is it's received through their culture, their paradigm, which is their filter. So now the communication goes from what is true through a, a filter to a filter to different. So the truth is out of kingdom culture. I hope this makes sense. But the truth is out of a kingdom culture being filtered, expressed through whatever that culture is to another, to being interpreted through another culture. And that's right. where it goes wrong. So right. even when it comes to marriages, a husband and wife come from two backgrounds. Michelle and I, we came from, Michelle came from a very uh, Pentecostal background. I came from no church background. So um, I had no clue about religion, you know, much. I, Probably so, a good, uh, good thing. <laughs> yes, you know, I had no idea. I got saved and I was just like, I'm over the wall. I'm, I'm just crying and I'm so excited and speaking in tongues as loud as possible. And I, I'm just like, wild. I, I don't understand anything other than that. But Michelle comes from this other um, cultural reference. And so what happens is our values clash, our norms clash, our right. points of view clash because it's coming from a cultural background. So you put us, the two of us in one room and boom, baby, we've got, you know, we've got sparks going on. And it took a while for me to figure out that the underlying cultural viewpoint was our biggest problem. And right. so we had to get onto the same page, but we didn't understand kingdom at that point in time. Otherwise, it would have made a huge difference. Right. And we didn't realize either that you don't wrestle, you, we wrestle not against yes. flesh and blood. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> in the first year of marriage, first couple of months of marriage, this woman is driving me nuts. I said, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. She goes, you rebuke me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in trouble, man. <laughs> I, I thought I'm going to <laughs> get behind you, Satan. And was like, okay, I'll be behind you, way, way behind you. You know, it said, sleep on the couch. <laughs> so um, that wasn't a good idea. Yeah, no, not a good idea. I'm sorry, you froze up on my screen for about thirty yeah. seconds. Yeah, we both froze up. You froze up too. So we're in the freezing state. Oh, really? No. Yes, yeah. we are. Yes, we are. Yeah, it's 26 degrees here. Yeah, yeah, it's 20. Um, but so, yes, Steve, I mean, um, I think we, yeah, 28, you know, um, we are uh, definitely, you know, this is like a passionate thing about me because I never, I always wanted to try and understand why there was so much conflict, you know. Um, right. And this, this is like, to me, it's so simple. I don't think everybody 
sees it like that. But I, I, to me, it's so simple now, you know. Just, well, you and I have gone not around and around about this, but we've talked about this for quite a while as far as the fatherhood sonship principle. Okay. We've talked about that. Um, and we, you and I have hashed it over for hours, not, not on tape or anything else, not recording it, but you and I have gone over this stuff because this was something that not only were we brought up in or through, but it was something that, that, uh, we had to find out what the truth is because there's always it's like Satan takes something and he wants to he wants to make it his own he says I'm gonna be just like the most high right so if you've got if you've got God doing something here he's gonna try to replicate it or duplicate right. it or do something that's the same thing that looks just like it so anyway um you know, we've talked about that as far as mentorship, uh, fatherhood, sonship, uh, all that sort of stuff. And the, the, the struggle is, and this is the thing that, that we both settle on now, is that you do not do it like the Gentiles do it. Yeah. You don't put titles on it. You don't put, you don't put all the trappings on it that our traditions and our, our culture has put upon this stuff. Instead, just do who you are, do what that person needs, find out what Christ is doing in that person and help, help that along. You don't have to call it anything. Just do, <laughs> do who you are in Christ with this person. And, and I guess that's, that's the thing that is boiled down to me, the simplicity of it, because I don't have to have the titles of it. I don't have to have the position. I don't have to find out who has the superiority or the, um, the order of this relationship, I find out what the order of the work is at that time and come under that. You know, if you're doing something, I'll come under that. If I'm doing something, you come under that and you help support that. So it's not like, it's not like we've got, we're not doing it like the Gentiles do it. We're doing it. We're doing it because we're brothers. We want to make sure our father is glorified. That's it. Plain and simple. Yeah. By the way, did I tell you that I found out I was studying the other day and I came across something and this, I don't, for what it's worth, Paul, the apostle Paul's dad was one of the two thieves on the cross. Did you know that? Uh -huh. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know which one he was. I don't know whether he was the one that says, remember me. I don't, I don't know which one, but he was one of the two thieves on the cross. Oh, really? Yeah, Paul himself said, my old man was crucified with Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, That's your revelation for the morning. I know, see? I see what my filter was this morning. <laughs> Cornflakes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I, I was a granola Christian this morning, fruit, nuts, and flakes. Oh, my. You had me going there for a moment, Isaac. <laughs> you're leaving you. Oh, you're terrible. You know, honestly. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. No. Terrible. Steve, no. <laughs> but, but Connie, you know, Connie says something all the time. She says, you just look through the Bible for stuff like that, don't you? 
and I, and I said, I guess so, because I have this certain way of looking at things. And I don't know whether it's because of the way he's made me or what it is, but you know, I, I just, I find, I find things that are funny, you know, thou knowest that we are all, all but dust, you know, we're all but dust, you know, I mean that those type of things, those type of things crack me up. You know, I mean, I just, it's just the way I filter stuff. Yeah, you should be a Christian comedian. <laughs> oh, my, oh, no. oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> we, we just got we look at the scripture. We just got distracted from the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> but we look at the scripture. I'm going to bring it back. I'm bringing it back. Look now. We look at the scripture with certain filters anyway, because of who we are and how we've been brought up and how we, our culture, we're going to look at any scripture according to our culture, and it's going to pop out to us in that same light, yeah. because we go, oh, wow, look at that, it even proves my point. No, it doesn't prove your point. It doesn't prove your stance. It proves his stance. But you're taking it now and you're twisting it because of that prince of the power of the air. Oh, my time must be up. Nope. Anyway, somebody's calling me. From, I don't know who that is. Anyway, it's just one of those things that we, we have a tendency to keep looking at things according to our traditions, according to our culture, according to our whatever. Somehow, if we can wipe the slate clean and say, write this upon my heart write write what you believe on my heart let me not just reproduce or regurgitate what i already have in there because i i'm a new creature i'm not that anymore i'm not of asian race i'm not of whatever you know i'm not half Indian. I'm not whatever, you know, my, my, I'm found, my life is hid in Christ, but it says the whole thing of my life is to be found in him. Yeah. If I'm going to find myself, I'm going to find myself in him, not in my culture, not in what I believe, not in what I think I'm going to be found in him. Yeah. So I and guess you know, going back to that once again. And that that's, go ahead. Know, that thing is for, for me, it's, you know, we've, we've, we're from originally from South Africa. We've lived in England. Right. We've lived in America. We've traveled to other nations. I mean, not just visited. We've lived there in three continents. And you know, now it's like I. So me, now, are you in continent? <laughs> in continent. Oh. Sorry. Go ahead. You live yeah. in three continents. Yeah. So, and not multiple times we've moved. You know. So you. When you've lived in three different places and you don't have citizenship in any of them, uh, in a sense, you're just like, right. suddenly it's just like, you know what? I realize I'm a pilgrim just passing through. You know, it's just like nothing. I, I said to Michelle, I don't really feel at home anywhere as a permanency because we've traveled so much in our lifetime that now it's like my future is to be, is a, not to be, is a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. I'm quite 
for me, it's a reality. You know, it's just right. like, right. I know where my roots are. They go, you've got to make your roots. They, they've said to us in England, you know, you've got to, you've got to put your, plant yourself, and make, root yourself in England. I said, but I don't want to root myself in a nation because then I've got to adopt right. its culture. As I've rooted myself as a new creation into the kingdom of heaven. I am a citizen of that kingdom. I adopting that culture. And that's the that's where my roots are. I, I'm passing through all of this. I'm, right. you know, what about Abraham, you know, he's, he was looking for a city that was not yet revealed, you know, and, and yet not yet seen. And that's really where we are. We haven't seen the nation yet, but we right. have its culture. And the more you root yourself in that culture, the more um, in that in that nation, the holy nation, a royal priesthood, right. and special people called to to declare the praises of God in the earth. Um, the more you do that, the more you begin to change your your whole mindset, and you begin to not filter things through your through your culture, right? Your earthly culture, the worldly culture, right? And the thing that we don't understand is who influences these things. That's right. what I want to come back to is that the prince of the power of the air, regardless, I don't care how you want to look at it, the, the fact of that as soon as you say, I am this. Whatever, yeah. In opposition to that, and you're supposed to be this. Right. You immediately have the influence of something else. Well, that and, thing has become God because an I am is a statement of, right. is a God statement. Right. I am. Yes. So I am this. No, and, you're really not. And the thing about it is, Steve, when you meet people that are, that have really been, experienced the translation into the kingdom of life and have become kingdom citizens in their paradigm and adopted the culture, they do not view divisions. That's true. They, they minister respectfully. They can deal people with people respectfully right across the board. They, right. The value system is different. They, they, they right across the board. They don't. They right. don't. Hebrews eleven fifteen says, and truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had the opportunity to have returned. Yeah. We're always, if you've if you've come out of a country or you you're continually mindful of that heritage that culture that whatever you will return to that oh yeah absolutely because you have the opportunity to return all the time you always have the opportunity to return to that but we are a nation we are a called out people a called out nation we're a, we're not of that anymore but yet but yet somehow we want to drag up the old man again and we're very mindful. Our mind is full of how we were wronged, how we were done this, how we were done that. You know, this happened to my lineage or to my people or to my what? No, it didn't happen to your people. Your people are the kingdom of heaven. Your people are this. So why do you keep saying my people when my people are actually those who are of Christ? That's my people. One new man. Right, right. One new man. Yeah. Creatures in Christ. Right. Yeah. So why is it we keep we keep being mindful of this other country? We keep being mindful of this other nation, this other whatever, 
that we came out of, uh, well, we didn't even come out of it. Frankly, we didn't come out of it. We were born again into another old things are, I mean, we were, we died in that. So we're not even of that country anymore or of that nation, of that race, of that. We're not of that. Right. So if you're born again or renewed or reborn, that means that that old country or that old nation, that old whatever has nothing to do with who I am now. And somehow to get our mind renewed to that uh, so that we can, we can function in this kingdom. Otherwise we keep overlaying all this crud. What we done? We, we, we just, we constantly filling, filtering everything. So we never experience the power of the kingdom. We never experience right. the true culture, the true values, the true norms. And so that's why we never get to behave or act in a way that represents the father and, re and, and reflects the father in what we do or the king. You right, know? right, the but king, yeah. Represent and, and reflect the king in anything that we do. So we're not, we're not bringing yeast, the leaven, we're right. not being light and we're not being salt. You know, as much as we think we can quote scripture and adhere to our religious standards, the fact and the simple fact of the matter is we are religious and we have, are not reflecting and representing our king until you until you embrace the king the king and the king's country the kingdom of god jesus said i'm assigning you i'm giving you a kingdom right i'm giving right. you the kingdom of god that's what i'm giving to you that's what he said to his disciples and you know and that's what makes that's what separates us that's what makes us a special people I was listening to somebody the other day and I thought it was incredible. He said, you know, God doesn't, wasn't interested in building a religion. He was right. developing a nation. When That's he true. called the people out of Israel, I mean, out of Egypt, he didn't develop another religion. He developed a nation. Right. And God a called people. us a nation, a nation of kingdom, of, of, of kings and priests. Right. And so we, we, we are called out to become something else but yet we constantly go back to and then my question is who is influencing you right you know who's what are they nurturing in you are, what are you listening to what what, what narrative are they feeding you, is right. it, I, you know, I scroll through my social media and i just go, go past go past go past i'm not even going to comment on some of the stuff because i just think i'm indulging that that right. culture, I'm not interested, and it's Christian culture. I'm not even interested. You know, it says there, 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 there are so many voices upon the earth. I think it's First Corinthians 15. There's so many voices there in the earth, and not one of them is without signification. I mean, right. every one of them signifies something. Exactly. But it says, if I do not know the meaning of the voice, if I do not know the meaning of the voice, I become a barbarian to him who speaks, and him who speaks a barbarian to me. The word meaning is the word dunamis. There's a power in the voice. If I believe that there's power in that voice or dunamis, I'm going to begin to espouse that. I'm going to begin to speak it back out again. And if I agree with that power, I'm not a barbarian to you. But if I, if I somehow or other disagree with that, all of a sudden you're a barbarian to me and I'm a barbarian to you. So, but there is, there is a voice that shakes heaven and earth. 
there is a voice that that whose words it says he he upholds all things by the word of his power it's it's once again i've said this a hundred times but it's not the power of his word yeah. but he upholds all things by the word of his power his word is birthed in power what he says comes out of power it comes out of dunamis it comes out of strength it comes out of might and it's able to then create whatever it is he says yeah. so if i can if i can just speak for him with him there will be that same power in the voice it says the kingdom of heaven cometh not in word only but in power what happened to us that all we're doing is just espousing some sort of ideologies or principles or whatever else i mean the word it doesn't come in word only it doesn't come just because we talk about it it comes in power there's a strength to it there's a there's an ability there's a creative force and ability that will change the very course of people's lives if we let it and the thing about it is steve is that words make up a language a yes. language defines a culture and so the culture yes that's true you know if you if you learn to speak a language you you assimilate into that culture more readily so you understand right. because every culture has its language and and we've got to realize that what language is being fed to us and i'm not just talking about you know but but you know what i'm saying is that is who what kind of right. is coming through that cultural language to us and and we've got a language of our own we first we talk in tongues <laughs> that's the that's the language of heaven that's the holy spirit's communication with heaven you know it's just like um it's not right. to pray at each other it's to talk to heaven it's mysteries and wisdoms that we're speaking from our heart from a new creative heart spirit man straight to heaven by the agency and the infusion of the holy spirit who's the governor of heaven and so that we we assimilating immediately to our culture our cultural roots and right. now when we interpret that and speak those mysteries and that wisdom we should be speaking with uh, with the, the mindset of this is the kingdom of god this is what we represent this is what we're speaking and so for for both those that are listening right. and those that are teaching or speaking we we need to define what is our alignment because you know like you and me is i, I constantly look at people and I say who's influencing this because when i hear will speaking right 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 you can just hear it i can right. hear that language and you can hear yes you can hear the right. language you can hear it behind yeah the spirit yeah and that's where in, in, in right yeah because in john it talks about the word the word in the beginning was the word and the word was god uh in mark chapter four it talks about the word as a seed yes so uh and and matthew 13 talks about the word as a seed the right. interesting thing about the word there it's the word it's not it's not it doesn't mean just to speak it means the very thought intent purpose and motive behind what is spoken right. so it's the very i can hear the motive whenever you hear a certain discourse you hear a certain you hear somebody saying something you can hear the like you said the spirit behind it you can hear the thought intent purpose and motive behind it because it's that word 
it's that seed. It's something that has grown up in you and now has begun to produce a whole crop in your life. So what seed is it we're planting in there? What seed is it we're allowing into this fertile soil, this, this body, you know, this mind, what is it we're allowing in there? That's, that is a seed because it will come, it be not deceived. You know, God's not mocked, whatever man soweth, he's going to reap that at some point in time. Exactly right. Yeah, it's, it's going to produce. And, and right. unfortunately, you know, <laughs> Jesus said, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, because you travel to other lands to make a disciple and you make him 10 times the devil that you are. Right, right. Why? Because of the words of what they imparted, their religion, their norms, their values, the spirit of what they were giving was what was imparted to them. And, and, uh, and it makes the next right. generation worse than you. So it's like, we've got to be careful. And yeah. that's, you know, coming right back to our original thought was that we still have this idea, Steve, religiously, is that um, principalities powers, rulers of the darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places, or just these entities out there somewhere that we've, you know, we got to go into spiritual warfare about whatever it is. We do not realize they influence the very air, the very culture, the very norms, That's right. actions, thoughts around us. And all at different levels. Principalities are the archaic. Um, the word is um, Archean, I think is the word, and it means rulers over uh, rulers in in over large areas, so region. large continental region. And we see that with Daniel chapter ten, with with the prince of the Persia, prince of Persia. So they rule whole nations in a sense. Right. You got uh, principalities, powers. Powers are exousia. Those who have a right to influence. They right. have a right to influence cultures. Um, and then you've got uh, powers, rulers of the darkness is, is um, I can't remember the Greek word for it, but it, it, means, it means that they actually exert tremendous influence on an ethnic, uh, right. on a level, in city-wide level. And then spiritual wickedness in high places is just basically the, the average influence that we have in the, in the atmosphere around us every day. So when I went through those, I studied those out and, and I just like, man, we don't realize that there's this hierarchy of influence that if we do not transfer to the, to the right mindset, the kingdom mindset, where our leadership is influenced. You know, the thing that we, we were speaking about this earlier before we went on live, but um, as leaders, if we do not, it's how Jesus said, it shall not be so among you. When we're leading in this corporate style way in our churches and ministry or whatever the story is, where we the CEO and everybody else has just got to listen and do our bidding, who is influencing that? Where does that come from? Right. If you follow the system, you've got, to, you've got to realize who influences that system. You're aligning with the wrong alignment. And right. then you're hoping to get different results. Not going to happen. Right. Yeah. Cause you can't, you can't expect something to happen in the kingdom of God by operating in the principles of Satan. No, you can't. Lawlessness. That right. is, they are, 
depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of lawlessness. Yeah. That's exactly what it is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wound up that little wind-up thing oh, in your back there for a second, didn't I? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> you know you know what's exciting though that's what we're supposed to do to one another is encourage one another into that place of so much excitement about the kingdom of god and about who is in us and about who we are in christ that that we can't even sit still anymore i mean wouldn't that be exciting to be around people all the time that just wound you up like that i mean that'd be that'd be great yeah. you know you know that's what that's what we're here for is to encourage one another daily. Exactly. I mean, to, to exhort one another daily for crying out loud, yeah. you know, till we all come to the fullness and stature of the Messiah. That's right. Yeah. The whole body. This yes. The whole body, the whole body, all contributing to the growth in itself. And, right. Uh, yeah. We're waiting for somebody in the pulpit to do it for us. Right. Right. Yeah, and it says that knitted together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth. Exactly. You know, not... No, not that joint. No, 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 not that joint. But every joint, you know, this joint, you and I together supply to the body. I don't supply individually. No. According to the word, I don't. No. You've got to be fitted. Yeah, I got to be fitted. And it says compacted together then are nourished in Colossians and then ministereth. Yeah. Yes. So it's, it's out of that compacting. It's out of that knitting. It's out of that compressing together to where now the marrow and life begins to flow. Then, then you are increased and then you minister. And right. there's no other way to do it other than that. I mean, that's the way he, that's the way his kingdom works. That's the way it operates. Um, I got to thinking the other day, I, I came to a, an epiphany. I had an epiphany. Yeah. Uh, not only the word, I, I just figured out what that word meant, but I, all of a sudden I, I awakened to something and I realized that I no longer had the drive to be heard on a, on a huge scale. I no longer had the drive to make sure my message got out there to whatever. My drive was to somehow influence or change just even a few people that are next to me so I can bring them up and invest my life into them so they can come to the fullness and stature of Christ. It's the same thing we've been talking about as, as far as, you know, we've been talking about this for years, as far as this is what we're called to do. This is what we're supposed to be doing. But in the back of my mind still, my culture was still to try to find as many people as I could to get my message out to. Yeah. When actually my whole purpose and calling in Christ was to find, was when, uh, like Christ said, the ones that you've given to me, I've been faithful toward. I've not lost a one of them. Yeah. And that's the thing to find out those who've been given to you and to invest your life into that relationship till they come into the fullness and stature of Christ. Yeah. You know, however long we're able to have that relationship, however long, you know, it's sometimes it's just for a short season uh, because we're used as a tool to bring them into the next level or whatever. 
but there's some people that that you know we've had relationship for 20 30 years you know and to be able to invest myself into that relationship and say okay what is it they need right now not even consciously thinking about it but just being there to bring them to that next place it's the sense of that relationship because it's right that's the thing you know what what astounded me was i read about paul is blind sitting in the street called straight you know and he's um he's straightened up there being straightened up by the lord you know and and one guy, God speaks to one guy, never yeah. heard of him before, never heard of him again. His name is Ananias. And God says to him, I want you to go to a street called Straight, and there you're going to find one called Saul of Tarsus. And he goes, Oh my God, I'm going to be dead. You know? Yeah. Says, yeah. God sent me there. And the Lord said, No, he's ready to receive. I want you to pray for him and that he can receive the Holy Spirit. One person, one. And that, what, you know, I never saw it like that, that but that was one key, excuse me, one key person. That affected all our lives because right. because of him we have the letters of the new testament and the revelation of jesus christ and his grace you know so yeah isn't that amazing one guy obeyed the lord who knows what he did before or after that he was a disciple yeah. that's all it says there was a disciple named ananias that god spoke to the lord spoke to him and said i want you to go and pray for this man and he put his life on the line for one person did that went and prayed for him scales all of his eyes ministered to him um, and, and that was it. <laughs> it's just like, uh, and yet yeah. we, we think it's got to be. Philip, Philip, same thing. Same thing happened with Philip. Yes. Yeah. Same yeah. thing happened with Philip. You know, right. he was taken out of a revival. Yes. And translated to the back of a chariot with this dude. Yes. And this dude ends up changing the course of a whole culture. Right. A whole nation. One right. guy. One guy. But I'm yeah. taken out of this taken out of this great revival we're having over in this someplace else and he sets him with one guy so th there's so much i don't know we, we we have a feeling and i guess this is where this thing hit me so strong is that this is what you're this is what you're doing son you know this is what you're supposed to be doing i'm not i'm not calling you to be have any sort of notoriety or anything else I want you to work with me on these things and just do what I'm telling you to do. Speak what I'm telling you to speak and encourage those around you. And that's it. And, you know, ultimately, Steve, is it me? when I go back to the greatest leader that ever walked on the face of the earth, Jesus himself, and I see he builds a relationship with 12. You know, right. Whatever, why ever that number is, I don't know. There's all sorts right. of Science to it, I suppose, or whatever. But Jesus chooses 12 guys, of which one guy <laughs> um, yeah. like falls off the bandwagon. He chooses a bunch of people that religiously would not fit into anything that was going on at the time. And right. uh, radicals and extremists. And, and, he, and in the course of three and a half years, he invests himself to such an extent that these 12 guys or 11 guys change the world. And I think, you know, yes, he ministered to the crowd, but they didn't get it. He right, said right. they didn't get it. He said to them, it was not given to get it. The 12, because they chose to be with him, they got it. And, right. and so he could impart to them that it shall not be so among you. <laughs> they got it. And that's what they then begin to multiply after that. And I that became an insight. But, you know, like you... I, I had to get that that uh, American church model 
out, whipped out of me. God set me down in a little, not a little church, it was quite a fair-sized church in, in England, um, but God set me down, then do nothing. You're not going to do anything for eight years. You know? So I just sat there, and God had to work all of that stuff out of me. Because when, when I first started in ministry, well, before we even started, I thought, God, don't send me to a little town. You know, I, a little town is not effective enough. I want to be a big town, big city preacher. Yeah, I'm too to important to you, Father. Just sit me in a little back. I'm just too yeah. anointed for, for a little town. We used to drive from Johannesburg to Cape Town. It's, a, it's, a, it's like an 18-hour, 15-hour drive. You go through little towns. Michelle would say, can we stop to go to the toilet? I go, no, because I thought if I stopped, I, could, I would stop outside the town at a, at a filling station or a restroom, whatever, because I thought if I stopped in the town, God's going to tell me to stay in that town. You know? So I would just drive right through. <laughs> so stupid. I would drive through all the towns, man. It's just like God does it. And guess when God, ultimately, when I, started to, when I surrendered to him, he puts me in a little town. 4,000 people, you know. He puts me in a little town, and we had... You know, we, you know, that's where God developed me. God, right. you developed me. I, I think, you know, people go, oh, God, Sean, you were so wonderful. You're such a wonderful person. Okay. You don't understand. God, you were, I was practicing on you. God was using, using you to teach me, you know, not me the other way, you know. Right, so, right. Um, yeah, we, we've got these ideas of grandeur, you know, the 10,000 mega church and, and you know, the, the biggest church in the world concept and, and i often wonder what is the motivation for that you know but we again who inspires that kind of thinking yeah yeah i um back early in the early days back when i was in my 20s and uh <clears throat> i did a one-man stand-up comedy magic music variety show that i toured the country with i had my own theater at at a big theme park and stuff like that and so I toured out of there. Um, I did that for about seven years. But the very first few years that I began to um, work basically in a church or, or in a church type setting where I was a pastor, it took years to get that performance out of me. Yeah. Because you learn as a performer to when you're losing the the audience when you're losing the, and you you manipulate them or you bring you've learned little things that bring them back to hear what you're saying again right and so you learn to do that with you know 500 a thousand people or whatever you learn to corral them uh with either words or energy or you know just your energy level or your whatever it is you're doing you learn little tricks to bring them back in and i found out that in the ministry of course since i came out of that culture that's what i was doing i was doing exactly the same thing to bring the people back in so that they would hear what it was i was saying again so we've learned to do that with programs we've learned to do that with series teaching series we've learned to do all sorts of things we've learned to do that in and he says, remember not the former things. Paul said this one thing I do, which must mean he didn't do a lot else. Forgetting those things which are behind, I press forward to the prize of the mark of the high calling Christ Jesus. I, I'm forgetting something that was behind. 
I'm not remembering the former things. But all his works, all his all his religious yes. works, yes. all his performance, all his performance what? of the past. Yeah. Look yeah. what I was. Look what I did. Look what I look what I am. Look what I've become. And now all of a sudden I'm coming in my own name. And I'm not representing Christ anymore. I'm coming in my own name. And now I want you to it's like coming into somebody else's house and trying to impress their bride, their wife with your with your great gifts and skills. Yeah, that the king gave you. Right. Look who I am. Yeah. And trying to impress her and trying to woo her to like you. Can you imagine? I mean, I I can't imagine somebody trying. I know what I would do if somebody was coming in my house trying to get my wife to like them and trying to. Yeah, I. Yeah. So I can. I, I, I know. I know that Christ is very tolerant, very patient of that, patient of that. But. I know when I first came out, when I first, he first told me, not when I came out, like, I, you know, he, when I first, when he first told me that I'm going to sit you down, I'm going to teach you how to build for me because you've built your own and not mine. That's what he began to work in me was take out of me. I think I feel, I believe this is the way we do it. This is what he took all, he began to take all that out of me and say, I want you to build for me. You you hear the word of my mouth and speak to them of me. Uh, you do what you see your father doing. Don't do anything else. Don't do anything more. Don't do anything less. You speak as it were the oracles of God. You hear the commandment, what, what to speak and what to say, because I want you to be able to speak so that the words that you speak are spirit and life, not some discourse that you've learned. Exactly. Exactly right. And, that, and that's... You know, we get back down to that's where who influences you. Right, right. Are you in an environment that's going to inspire the the kingdom of God, the kingdom culture within you? Right. Within, within you know, that's going to direct you to interpret things the way the spirit of God wants you to interpret things. He is the spirit of truth. Right. You know? And so that's the thing is we we we, we adopt what's tr our truth or our reality that's right. not the spirit of god he, the spirit of the spirit represents he is the deposit of heaven into our lives and so he will bring the reality he will show us what is true and what yeah. is not true and then, now we're adopting other things so what we're doing is we're bypassing the holy spirit and we're calling him you know the lord and he, he's not where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty There's liberty yeah there is yeah liberty. and a lot of times yeah a lot of times we'll say that the that the word of god or that written word or whatever is the is the standard which it is i mean there is a standard there but the holy spirit speaking to us holy spirit speaking to you and giving you that truth he will lead you into all truth. You know, he will tell, because I am the way. He will not speak of himself. If you're testifying of Christ, if you're speaking by the Holy Spirit, you will never testify of yourself. You will never. You never will. Exactly. Because the Holy Spirit will not speak of himself. Exactly. He'll only testify of Christ. What he's heard. Right. He's right. Testify to what he's heard. And, right. and you know, that was my chat. My, my thing coming into this year 
that scripture that where Jesus said in, in uh, Matthew chapter 15, I think it is, you know, blind guides leading blind followers for both. Right. That, that became like my theme for this year is like the Lord was saying to me, you know, how do leaders influence? Because if they're blind, they, they're, they're influencing blindness. And, and the followers, are you blind? Because if you're following blind, you're going to follow anybody, anywhere, and you're both going to end up in the ditch. You're right. End up stuck. You're not right. going to get anywhere. And, and so my encouragement now is, is not just to, to equip leaders to lead with, with clarity, um, you know, not religious blindness, but also to followers to choose their leadership in who they right. follow and who influences them very carefully, very discerningly. Don't just follow anybody. Because those words are seeds. Yeah, exactly. They, that influence, where is it coming from? Is it the prince of the power of the air? Or is it the prince of peace? You know, you've got to, right. you're going to be walking in these things and we cannot, we cannot just go plead ignorance. It, no more, you know, is what you were saying about, about um, you know, when, when Jesus told me, you know, what are you, what are you doing to my wife? Right. Um, on that occasion, back in 2001, I think it was, or something, 2002, it affected my life so because I saw and I heard the hand of the Lord on his sword. And I right. just, he's beginning, and I think he's beginning to draw his sword on these things right now. You know, he's going to, uh, he's going to begin to separate with the, with, with the word of the Lord. He's going to begin to separate those that take advantage of his bride and those that actually are eunuchs to the bride, you know, that are, right. are serving the bride. That's um, why it says, if you do not fall on the rock, yeah. you know, the rock will basically end up falling on you at this yeah. point because, you uh, yeah, because we're, we're supposed to be ones representing Christ. We're supposed right. to be those that are, are sent by Christ to the body uh, uh, to work something in them. Yes. And yet we're touching them all over the place with our own thoughts, our own ideas, our own visions, our own purposes, our own whatever. Yes. And we're not supposed to touch his bride with our own anything. That's why it says we're so, you know, there are some that are eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. There are some that were made eunuchs. There were some that were born eunuchs. They, a eunuch has no power to reproduce after his own kind. He has no he has no ability to reproduce anymore. And so to find a eunuch that has made a eunuch for the kingdom of heaven's sake, I'm not going to reproduce after myself in, I'm set. In fact, the king even set the eunuchs over his harem or over his bride to, to so that she would know how the king felt and she would be able to be presented to the king so that she would represent the king. So it was a whole, it was a whole culture in the eunuch society and then he was even set over all the finances yes. of the king right. because the king trusted that enough to know that this man wanted nothing for himself he, yeah. he I, I can even trust him with my bride because he's not gonna he has no inclination that way so that's what he's doing to us right now is just if we can fall on that rock and say, I have no power of reproduction of myself. You know, that's I'm, I, I want to reproduce after, I want him to reproduce with his wife, not me. 
And don't say it religiously. Say it with surrendering your heart to the Lord. Right. Which was what you were speaking about last week. You know? Right. I just thinking lastly of, of the scripture where Jesus said to the disciples when they got in the boat and said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Mm, yes. And and they were thinking bread. You know, they were thinking, Jesus didn't Yeah, bread. they're probably hungry. So, but he was talking about the influence of the wrong teachers. So beware of their teaching, beware of their influence. Um, and then when they're struggling with bread, he goes, you guys still don't get it, do you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're still without understanding. And uh, so then they go, oh, we see it now, you know. And, and I think that is still the case. Is we have to begin to really be discerning on the kind of leaven that we are allowing to leaven our lives and leaven yeah. our, our, our uh, uh, what's the word? Something gets us up and gets us going every day. Yes. It's whatever voice we're listening to. And that's that thing that drives us. There's something yeah. that's an under, it's an undercurrent right. that continue. And I can taste, you can, you get to the place where you can taste the undercurrent even what people are talking about they're, They may be talking about the kingdom of God, talking about it, but they're not speaking from the kingdom. And not from a kingdom perspective. No, you can, no. You can pick it up. And, you know, these things, time reveals. Right. By their fruit, you will know them. So it's over time. Um, and we always think fruit is by numbers. It's not by numbers. Right. You know, no. It's by, it's by the impact, the influence they bring into people's lives. And so... Yeah. Like, yeah, you are my seal of apostleship in the Lord. In other words, people are going to look at you and say, yeah, that guy was sent to him. Right. Yeah. You know, you'll know that I was sent to you by God because of what's produced in you. Because of the result. Of, yes. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Awesome stuff. Well, thank you very much for being with me again, Steve. Um, it, this was a really, really good episode. I, I hope people take the time to listen to this a few times because I don't think you'll get it. Um, the first time around educate and train renew your thinking uh, by listening to this i mean every episode i i feel is rich but this one is particularly um it's going to be really really good um, it'll challenge you and uh, inspire you but uh, confront you but it's going to be good for you um definitely it was it was a really really good episode it was so, worth it yes <laughs> it would have been worth it listening to it and Please listen to it a few times. You'll, you'll definitely. I'm going to go back and listen to it. I, me too, man. I, you know, you're going to get more and more out of it every time you do listen to it. I find, I find that the more I listen to something, the more I see that I didn't see before. So Right. That's true. It again and catch it a few times. All right, Steve. Thank you for, for your time. Thank you. I appreciate spending time with you always. I mean, even if nobody listens. It's just, That's right. Just you and me. You know, just igniting, inspiring one another, influencing one another. It's really important. So, all right. And to everybody else that do listen, I hope you made it right to the end. But and if you did, God bless you. We love you and appreciate you. Don't, don't forget to pop over to the KLE podcast page on Facebook and leave us a comment, uh, a like, a share, and um, yeah, just or a question. We'd love to communicate with you on that level as well. Or in the group, because yeah, I share it in the group as well. <laughs> All right. So there we go. All done. There we go. Much. Until next time, in, stay warm and stay excited and passionate for Jesus. He is the one that rules over all.
ね。